Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, I give a first-hand look at some of the changes that have already started at Walt Disney World in 2019, including Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration, the new Move It, Shake It, Mask a Dance It party, and updates on construction on Disney Skyliner. My experience comes from my recent trip a couple weeks ago. Find all episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you have any questions, comments, or news for us, you can contact us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, on Twitter at www.deciphered, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So I was recently at Walt Disney World and I had a lot of observations and kind of things I learned. So we thought we would just take this episode to take a look at them. So Leslie, if you don't mind stepping into the hosting chair, um, you can just ask me some questions about uh, you know, some of the new experiences and things that I saw over there. Definitely. So we know already that a lot's coming in 2019 and you got the first sneak peek of some of these these new things that are that are being unveiled this year because it's a year of transition i'd say even more than usual for disney world so uh tell us a little bit about anything you saw fast pass wise is there anything new going on with that that people need to be aware of if they've got a trip coming up this year yeah so i don't know if this is official or not but i think we had talked i don't know how many episodes ago but disney had changed their rider switch system over to a fully digital system. And Leslie, for the people out there, what is Rider Switch? So Rider Switch allows parents who have kids too young or too scared to ride some of the thrill rides, the chance to trade off caring for the kids while only standing in line once. So the first group goes and someone, you know, parent number two stays behind with the kid. And then when it's time for parent number two to go, they don't have to wait in the line. They either go through the fast pass queue if there is one or, or, uh, sort of a secret side entrance if it's a ride that doesn't have a fast pass. But uh, yeah, so I, I use it a ton because my five-year-old still won't ride most of the thrill rides at Disney World or Disneyland. Yeah, so the big news in the fall was that you'd have only a one to two hour time limit to use your rider switch. Like they'd physically or digitally put it on your magic band and it would act like a fast pass that you could only use for like an hour or two after parent one rode. Um, but what I found out, because my friend was in town, uh, you know, essentially I knew that he had a fast pass for 10 o'clock on Flight of Passage because I'd helped him with it. And so, you know, he wrote Flight of Passage. He texted me around 1030. He was like, that was awesome. But I couldn't quite <laughs> enjoy it too much because my son was screaming the whole time and I was trying to hold on to him, as you do on Flight of Passage. But then later at like 4 p.m., he texted me and he was like, using my rider switch for Flight of Passage now. And I was like, huh? That's like six hours later. Like, what's going on? So I told him to do some more investigating for me. And so on Flight of Passage, Soren, and Test Track, he received a digital rider switch. But on my Disney experience, it showed up and it was valid till the end of the day. And cast members told him that as well. So I'm not sure if this is an official change or not, but it seems like for the very at the very least, rider switch is not time limited to one or two hours, which I think is much more family friendly than, you know, I mean, who knows? Like if someone's breastfeeding a kid or feeding a kid or a kid's melting down, like one hour is not enough time necessarily to come back and ride the ride. I totally agree. I really hope that this is a permanent change or maybe Disney's just sort of experimenting to see what it does to the lines, if they can make this change. Cause it used to be that rider switch 
it wasn't just good the same day. They often gave you these old paper paper tickets. It was good for days or weeks beyond. So you could use it anytime during your trip. So maybe this they're going to find a happy medium. I sure hope so because we had a lot of problems when we used Rider Switch this past summer with our family, like for Flight of Passage. You know, it's a long fast pass queue. And by the time my husband and daughter got off the ride, my son had been, you know, waiting for 30, 45 minutes and he was worn out and he didn't want to wait again for that long, long of a time. And sometimes we had dining reservations and, you know, it it was really hard to do like a back-to-back flight of passage because you were looking at an hour and a half time investment. I hope this is a point of change. I think this is just more user-friendly. Like I understand why they wanted a time limit. People were gaming it. Like, I mean, I wrote a post three years ago. Like if you get those old paper rider switches, you can just like save 10 of them and then go on a date night and go crazy. I understand Disney trying to cut down on that, but only allowing a two hour time window to ride the ride. Like these are families that can't ride the ride because they have little kids and little kids are so unpredictable. So it's much more fair to let it last to the end of the day. One other thing that is interesting is that on my Disney experience, it said multiple experiences. Like it didn't say test track, although it described test track at the bottom of, you know, it essentially looks like a fast pass. So I'm curious, he didn't get the chance to try this, but I'm curious to see what if you could use that rider switch for another ride. That'd be pretty cool, but who knows. If any of you are out there and you have any experience with this, if you do get the two-hour time rider switch, let us know. You know, we're curious to hear more data points about what's going on with rider switch at Disney World right now. Definitely, definitely. This is a a work in progress, so I'm excited. A little bit hopeful now. Um, so we've mentioned before, though, that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train seems to be a little bit of a rider switch outlier. It, it, were there any data points on that? Oh, yeah. Um, good reminder. Thank you. So I think Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I, I'm pretty comfortable saying that the official policy now is that the second party just waits on the side and then goes on like immediately after, which means that if you don't have fast passes for your entire party, I don't think they're going to let you go through the fast pass queue, or at least the very least they'll say you should all have fast passes and maybe they'll let you through with some pixie dust or whatever. But anyway, that still seems to be the only ride I know that consistently, like they don't give you a rider switch to come back. They have you ride it immediately. I would think that they'd make you do that with flight of passage too, but I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, maybe it is true. Like once you're at the quote unquote end of the flight of passage queue, you still got to wait through two five minute video sequences. So maybe they don't want kids to wait that long there. Whereas seven dwarves, you know, the ride is two minutes and then you get straight on. Yeah. I think it may have something to do with the physical layout. I mean, the way I've waited in that as a rider switch user, and you really just go through the wheelchair exit and they have you just stand right there. I think it may just have to do with, with the fit, the physical layout of that ride, it makes it easier. But who knows? We'll try to investigate on our next trip. Sounds good. All right. So I know you spent a lot of time in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. So and and you did walk between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Can you give us an update on what you saw with the Skyliner and all the construction and the parking lots there? So I thought that the parking lot would be like really bad, but it wasn't too bad. But the walk from the Disney buses, like if you're staying on site to the Hollywood Studios entrance, is still a hot mess and it's still like very long. Luckily, it was only like 70 degrees um, when I was there. So I don't think people were suffering, but let's just hope that's gone by the summer because people are going to feel terrible. Like I felt terrible last August um, walking that. The new bus stations do look very nice and pretty, though, and I smelled some paint. So 
they are definitely getting there. The Skyliner, I saw the Hollywood Studios and the Epcot Skyliner stations. They look great. And I actually saw three shells of Skyliner cabs like suspended from cables in the air. It was kind of weird. Like they didn't have walls yet. So they looked like skeletons, but I could tell the size of them. And it does look like they fit about eight people. Um, so they're not like the huge gondolas that you'd see at like ski resorts or something like that, but they're more kind of like the cable cars, like a little bit bigger than the old cable cars that they had at Disney World. Got it. Did you see any of them in motion or are they just sort of static on the the cables? Nope. It was super weird. There were just three of them just sitting there in the air doing nothing. Weird. Because I know Disney's been doing some tests with some of them, but apparently it's just to put them up on the line and let them sit there. No, like I said, there's like no walls. They didn't even have walls on on the calves. Like, you know, it's just like if someone was sitting in there, they could definitely fall out. It's it looked like a ski lift chair. Well, you know, the same amount of metal on a ski lift chair. There was like nothing there. And it was just three in a row. They were just sitting there. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to see if the cable broke. It was weird. Well, so far so good. And, and I guess there's some rumors that it might be doing pretty well and going on schedule. So, you know, I think we might see it in, in early fall, maybe even earlier. I would say that it looked to me like pretty much all the cables and stuff was all set up. And it's just a matter of finishing the stations themselves. So I can't imagine that taking very long. So I I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if those opened in the summer a little bit early ahead of schedule. Great. Well, we'll keep on top of that news. So back to Hollywood Studios. You texted me while you were at Hollywood Studios and you had some strong opinions about the new Disney Junior Dance Party. What What did you see when you were doing that with your son? I think it's fine. And I recognize that both that and the old Disney Junior Live show are just advertisements for Disney Junior, so they need to update it with the new characters. Apparently, my son knows Vampirina, is what he calls her, Vampirina. I didn't know who she was. He knew. I don't know how. (laughs) I I know. know I know. (laughs) Like, how do they they know these things? Um, I don't know, but he knew. It's a a cute party. I would say I like Disney Junior Live better because there was like there was a bit of a story and there was not as much flashing strobe lights. So I didn't feel like I was going to have a seizure the entire time. Let's see who came out. It was Doc McStuffins, Vampirina, um, Timon came out for some reason. Oh, they they must have some show called The Lion Guard. Yes, um, they do. You need to catch up on your Disney Junior, junior Joe. Apparently, apparently. Um, and then the whole time Mickey and the Roaster Racers are racing to join the party. So Mickey comes out at the end. So one character comes out per kind of section of the dance show and there's a lot of music and they have the kids. I think what is better about this show compared to Disney junior live is they have the kids get up and dance. Like they have um, various dance moves that they want them to do. So if your kid's really into that, they'll get into it. But like I said, last episode, I have a son who refuses to smile even though he's having fun. So getting him to dance was even more impossible than that. Um, But he enjoyed the show, but I think he enjoyed the Disney junior live one better uh, in the past. And the one thing I do really miss from Disney Junior Live is they used to have puppets and those were so cool, um, but no puppets anymore. No, I've seen the show at Disneyland. They they switched over to the Disney Junior Dance Party much earlier at Disneyland. And uh, so I've seen a version of the show that I'm sure is largely identical. And uh, I, I have to say, we had more fun at it, but I think it's definitely more for the extroverted kids who are willing to get up and dance because that was actually something that was hard for my kids on the old show is that they wanted to get up and be more interactive and they kept being told to sit down. <laughs> so no longer they can let it all out. That's good. That's good. Well, your kids are just 
maybe in a more emotionally healthy state than mine. What can we say? <laughs> you know, my son has say that. my son has its moments. He was for whatever reason really into the dancing though at uh, the Disney Junior Dance Party. I will say that they have this DJ shuffle song that I cannot get out of my head and it's really annoying. I won't sing it for you right now. Please don't. All right. So uh, I know you spent a very brief time in Epcot because your son was monorail obsessed and had to go on the monorail to Magic Kingdom. But tell us about what you saw at Festival of the Arts there. It's that time of year in Epcot. So I'd say World Showcase felt pretty crowded. You know, I wouldn't say to the brim, but there was a lot of people walking around. The food booths looked really interesting and I would really have loved to stop. But my son was just, he just wasn't having it at that particular moment. He got a second win later. We did the paint by numbers, as I said last episode. That was really cool. They give you a postcard at the end about what the picture is going to look like. Um, but they're really thoughtful about that. So, like, obviously, my son is super short because he's three years old, not even tall enough to ride Star Tours. So they gave him a color and a number that is for those who are vertically challenged. So, you know, it was right at his level for painting, which was great. So we had a lot of fun doing that. I really want to go over. They have the Odyssey open right now um, that kind of over by the nursing center that building is usually closed or just used for events but they have it open with like a bunch of art things in there right now um, i think they have animation classes like free animation classes like the ones they used to have at hollywood studios there right now we didn't get to check that out unfortunately but they look pretty cool so the festival of the arts you know i really enjoy it it's definitely one thing i used to enjoy about it was that it was like more low-key it's definitely becoming a little more high-key uh, for lack of a better term, like I think it's definitely getting more buzz. Um, but you know, it's a nice time. I wish we could have spent more time there. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's been a hit. So they're probably going to be adding more to it over the years. This is, I think, year number three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so let's go on over to Magic Kingdom because that's where a lot of things are happening with Mickey and Minnie and their surprise celebration that just launched here. Um, so there's a lot going on over there. Uh, walk me through some of it. Let's start with the simple things. So because of Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration, Minnie is currently doing a meet and greet with Mickey at Town Square. Um, because of that, Pluto is currently taking Minnie's place at Pete's Silly Sideshow over by Dumbo as a meet and greet. And he is dressed up with like a magician's hat and he looks pretty cute. He looks pretty funny. So if you want to see Pluto, you know, Pluto is usually the guy that they have by the flagpole to slow you down because you want to take a picture with him as you're going on to Main Street. He's not there now. He's at Pete's Silly Sideshow, which is generally a shorter wait than out there out front. Um, so you can meet Pluto there. And so that's pretty cool. That's the first kind of minor thing that's going on. Another minor thing, uh, which has nothing to do with Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration, is the Maleficent dragon is back in the parade. I didn't get to see the dragon personally, but it's back. It's breathing fire. Um, and I didn't get to see it because we avoided it on purpose because my son doesn't like that thing. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully they got the kinks worked out and we won't have it catch catch fire again. You'd think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, you'd think so. Did you get a chance to try the, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this, move it, shake it, mouse could dance it. Got it. <laughs> Did you have a chance just, to try that? It just rolls off the tongue. Oh my gosh. Uh, these names. Yeah, so we caught that from um, Main Street, and so we watched the the parade portion of it go by. So, you know, there are five floats, four or five floats, and they all are playing dance music, and then they stop in 
the circle in front of the Cinderella's castle. And then they have a little dance party there for five to 10 minutes. My son was not into watching the parade go by. And so I decided he wasn't going to be into the dancing part either. As we've established, this kid is just not a dancer. I guess he can only dance when no one's watching. The It's essentially the same as the old Move It, Shake It, Play It party, except for they have new outfits. The music is new. I didn't hear the Vamos song. Yeah, I didn't hear it the whole time. I saw that parade go by like three or four times. So I didn't hear it. Maybe they've gotten rid of it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think it's good for little kids. My daughter does love that thing. So you know, I would definitely take her again. She would be excited to see a new one. It's cute. I will say, I'm not sure if I'm feeling the uh, Mickey and Minnie suit and dress that is white with confetti on it. I, I don't know if I'm feeling that look. Uh, have you seen those those pictures? I have seen the pictures and I, they're definitely controversial. I think other people have, have not been loving them as well. And isn't Mickey like in like capris? Yes, he's wearing capris. He's wearing a suit with capris. I mean, that's fashion forward. I think all the NBA players do stuff like that these days. But um, the confetti on the white suit, I, I don't know. It wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, although it was. It is. it's nice seeing him in a new outfit. That's true. It's, it's a u- unique photo opportunity, but question whether whether or not it's a, your taste. I mean, maybe he's saving the black suit for the 100th celebration. Apparently. He's only 90 right now. Apparently. So so lots of Mickey um, in of questionable taste. There's also a, a new sort of show, right? The Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, like a like a mini show in front of the castle. Yeah. So we caught that um, and that it it changes slightly from time to time. I'll say what I really liked about this show, again, something my daughter would love, but my son wasn't really totally into. So we only watched half of it. But what I really liked is, I think we've talked about this in the past, but I really like when they highlight kind of less heralded songs um, from different or, or less heralded movies. Um, and so Tiana was singing, uh, you got to dig a little deeper, which like the only time I've heard that performed live is on the Disney wonder when I was on a cruise at Tiana's place, which is one of the places to eat on Disney wonder. So they did that. They did. I've got a dream from tangled. So, you know, there's a lot of kind of, I don't want to call them B side songs, but they're not like the a plus songs, like, you know, let it go or whatever. Um, and so it was cool to see those songs being performed uh, on the castle stage. You know, it was a lot of fun. Of course, you always love seeing that. Uh, is it a crocodile or alligator from the princess and the frog running around uh, on stage? Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not a, we're not biologists. So, you no. know, we don't know. No. So, so how long was the show and how was, uh, how were the viewing locations in terms of how, how how hard were they to get? Yeah. So it's about 15 minutes. And the nice thing about the shows at the castle is that like, it's not, it's not like the parades people like fight for space in the parades, but usually there's plenty of space uh, in front of the castle to see one of the shows. Um, you know, sometimes we watch all the way from as far away as main street, like Casey's corner. I mean, maybe not that far, but you know, towards that area. And then the two kind of gardens that um, they reserve for like happily ever after fireworks showings, those are always open during these shows too. So those are a good place to hang out. Some people sit there and eat their lunches while they're watching the show. So, you know, it's, you're not fighting for space, which is another nice thing. Good. Anything I don't have to camp out for in terms of a show is a plus in my book. Cause you know, I don't do that. Yeah. Both that and the mouse dance parade, you know, you can just kind of roll up, right right as it's starting so that is nice 
Great. Well, uh, that's a lot going on for, you know, a, what, six weeks into 20, 2019 and uh, lots more coming. Um, any other tips or things that you notice that we haven't talked about that you want to share with folks? Yeah. So running things, running through things really quickly, I think you should definitely get a fast pass for Mickey and Minnie at Town Square. Regardless of how you feel about the outfits, it's a chance to take a picture with both of them together. And they were unfortunately not talking, um, which I don't know if they'll ever bring that back, but I still miss that. However, in the room that we were in, you know, so you get to watch like all the other families interact with them. They were just doing an amazing job interacting with the different families, you know, and because there's two of them, like if there's multiple siblings, like they'll meet one at a time. Um, and that's cute. Like Mickey's chatting with one, Minnie's hugging another. So, you know, I, I think it's a great meet and greet, you know, so regardless of how you feel about confetti on white suits, you know, I definitely think you should get a fast pass to check that out. And usually you can get that, you know, I got, I saw them up until the day before. So it's not hard to get, obviously you want to get a little earlier so you can get that rolling fast pass. Um, but definitely check that out uh, if you get a chance, because I think it's going away in November or something. Great tip. Thanks, Joe. Just a couple other miscellaneous things. So Kim from Stuff Suitcase was on in episode 49 talking about food allergies at Disney. And we had been talking about, you know, mobile order and whether that would work. So one thing I noticed at the Magic Kingdom, at least, they have the allergy menus on the mobile order. So they had gluten-free, they had milk-free, they had nut-free. Um, and so, you know, it actually provides for an interesting experience because there's a lot to scroll through. You're essentially scrolling through five of the same menu except for like each version has like, you know, one or two ingredients missing. Um, but it's good to see that you can do that through mobile order now. Um, so, you know, if you have a child with food allergies, that's definitely something to bear in mind. We have criticized deluxe resort bus service in the past. Uh, we received a comment, you know, a few weeks ago saying that this person's experience with deluxe buses has been pretty good. I think it's only fair for me to say that we took a bus back to the beach club. You know, we weren't staying there, but we were going there. We took a bus to the beach club and we showed up and the bus came immediately. So I think we should put that data point out there. Obviously that's only one data point. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, definitely, especially if you're going to a magic kingdom, I'm going to just keep beating this drum, book your fast passes for early in the day. Like try to get them all done before 11 or 12, because you can really do a lot with those rolling forth fast passes. So, you know, I kept, you know, moving up my fast passes. Uh, again, we talked about this in episode 39, but I would tap in to my first fast pass and then I'd move up my second one to a little bit earlier, tap into that, move up the third one, and then, you know, just get them out of the way. And then you can use that fourth rolling fast pass for a lot of the easier to get rides. And all the way until five, six o'clock PM, I was seeing plenty of fast pass space. Yeah, that's great to know. And I'm impressed you can do that while uh, corralling a three-year-old to continue to check the app so much. That's that's always my my challenge, <laughs> watching the little kid and on my phone trying to trying to find fast fast times. I didn't say I was a good parent. I just said <laughs> that I'm good at minimizing my wait times in line. Yes, you're a good Disney strategist. Parenting, maybe number two. Okay. Indeed. It sounds like uh, it was a great trip and lots changing and things to keep an eye on here in the coming months as the, the busier season's approach. Yeah, for sure. We had just been there in August, so it was kind of fascinating for me to see um, just how much had changed in the you know last few months. But I guess that's how they get you to keep coming. 
Yep. All right. So I will end with a quick Disney do. Uh, I had written down that I, I was going to say Disney do fast pass making minis, but I said that already. So I will quickly pivot and give you another one. I think you really should Disney do set aside some time to watch a parade or watch a show. I know you don't love them, Leslie, but I think it's really just part of the atmosphere of being at Walt Disney World. I sometimes ask myself how these Mouska dancers can be smiling the whole time. It's just uh, overall happiness and magic that is really worth experience. So definitely set aside some time for the parades. Or if you get caught by a parade, like you can't get to where you need to go, don't be frustrated. Just enjoy it. I think it just helps to round out the day. You can't be riding rides all the time, even though that's what we would rather do. Fair enough. Advice will be taken. I'm skeptical, but (laughs) I appreciate you humoring me. (laughs) All right. So that about does it. Uh, If you have any updates from Walt Disney World, if you've been there recently, let us know uh, what you've seen, what you've heard. Um, We'd love to hear about it. Thanks so much for all of you who have left reviews. If you feel inclined, please leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And thanks so much for those of you who have connected us by email or on Facebook. If you ever have any questions, please hit us up. Disney Deciphered on Facebook or at WDW Deciphered on Twitter. And you can also email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. All right. That, I promise, resolves and ends all the trip reporting for February. So we will get back to it next next episode. Until then, Leslie, take care of yourself, and I'll see you, Mouska Dancing. In. Thanks, Jim. <laughs>